Hey, what's up? This is Ranting with Randy. I'm Randy, and this is the Coronavirus New York City update podcast introduction that's not really an introduction. It, there is no, still no specific coronavirus introduction. So basically, well, let's just get to the point, because don't we all just want to get to the point? And Lincoln is, Lincoln's advice is to keep these concise, which is definitely not a word in my vocabulary, so I will do my best to concisely introduce the podcast, uh, which is about the epically huge failure of the death cult Tulsa Trump rally and what happens now like what is the next what, what are the next steps after this guy whose ego is so bruised whose ratings who all he gives a shit about are ratings and and his own feelings epically flopped and failed as he crawls back to his bunker behind the baby gate you know to plot and plan his next calculated move and, and I want to know like who's losing their job who's getting fired who's the who is going to take the hit for this disaster of a turnout because you know that everybody was, you know, pumping his ego up. Oh, it's going to be packed. It's going to be sold out. We have a million hits on the web. Dude, <laughs> people will be losing their job. I would be surprised if nobody from that plantation White House would be nice if Brad Parscale was like the next one thrown under the bus so he maybe couldn't buy another fucking yacht or private jet or whatever else he's doing, siphoning money from like you know, his, his, the Trump campaign foundation, because all, all the money is, is corrupt and siphoned off to other places other than where it's supposed to go. Uh, so now I'm, see, this is concise. Me being concise is telling myself to be quiet and let you guys listen to the rant between Lincoln and I and Trump's epically horrendous Trump Tulsa death cult rally. All right, so we're going to talk about, we're, we're, let's go, because we're going to talk about the fail, the epically horrendous failed Tulsa rally, which had absolutely horrendous imaging which is what he lives for, a horrendous turnout, which is what he lives for, and everything bad that could possibly be bad happened. So I know you didn't watch too much of it. I watched some of it. I Twitter followed it. And um, I think let's start out by let's start out by talking about what happens because we talked about the fact that this is literally like a death cult now, and him testing his loyal followers, members, I don't even know what you call these pathetic people followers for now okay we'll call them followers but what happens now when the followers show up and are completely and utterly disappointed because the memes and the videos of first of all the empty arena but every people literally yawning and and like not engaged at all well i mean you know i'm I'm a political scientist not a cult expert so we have to i don't want to get too far out ahead of my skis on this but um you know Oh, good sports reference, but go ahead. <laughs> cult? I usually only make baseball reference. As I mentioned before, cult leaders are constantly testing their followers, right? And I think all cult leaders, but this is particularly true of Donald Trump. What Donald Trump needs, his oxygen, it's not money, it's not power, it's not sex, it's attention, right? Yeah. And he did this because he needed the attention, right? He needed to have those people looking at him, lauding him, you know, I guess you could say it's some kind of cult-like following. He needs that. He, he's, and, and what you saw here is that he's not getting it, right? I mean, and and to some extent, the the death cult model failed a little bit here because the turnout wasn't high. And, and now we don't know why people didn't turn out. It may be because they were afraid of COVID. It may be because they're sick of Donald Trump. We don't know. It wasn't because the Black Lives Matter people were stopping them from getting in, the lie that, that Trump has fabricated. But, you know, this is not good for Trump. But what happens – see, I think when the, those that went and made the schlep and, and, and for whatever it was worth for them to get there – because it had to cost right. money. It cost money yeah, it cost in money, gas. Sure. It had food, their T-shirt. I don't know who supplied everyone but, with the but T-shirts. These people, but these people – I mean, we don't know – 
that they were really and many of them may have been happy with it. Remember, this or is, they could have been paid, the, like he paid the people yeah. to stand at the bottom of the escalator. These are like you know, kind of Nazi deadhead types, right? Like if the Grateful Dead were Nazis instead of kind of a hippie rock and roll band, right? They're they're comparing the notes. Hey, did you see the did you see them at the uh, at the Greek in eighty two? Yeah, have you seen them at Red Rock in eighty three? Like it's that kind of a thing. Yeah, I saw them at Winterland back in seventy. That was great, man. That <laughs> was the best looks like that. rain I've heard, right? So, so what these guys are, you know, so they're they're on to the next one, right? But the problem is, it may be a smaller and smaller cult, and politically, because ultimately this is a political project here. You know, his his attempt to kind of rebuff the country and, and, and his people's attempt to build an authoritarian regime. And, you know, there was a, a Trump aide, a guy that, I want to say Ted Murtaugh, but I may be getting the name wrong, who was quoted several times in the papers and stuff saying, you know, this is going to be the restart of the campaign and we're enthused about this. That's nonsense. This this uh, rally occurred because Trump insisted on it. He was in a bad and mood. He felt bad. While. Right. And any advisor worth his or her salt would know that this was a terrible idea. First of all, a big Trump rally, Trump never persuaded anybody with his rallies. It just excites the base. And right now, Trump's base is fine. It's it, He has no ability to win over any other voters. So they put, so this rally, they went into this rally, if you were smart, you knew there was basically no upside and a big downside. And what we're seeing is the downside. I mean, you can talk about the low, the small crowds, but don't forget six of his campaign team yeah. tested positive. If, I mean, I hate to say it, but if one of those people dies, right, this, this is, I think, that that's, that's a crisis, right? I mean, these poor It's a turnouts, fucking crime. It's not, it's a right. crime. These low numbers, I mean, what people are- Is that know, involuntary manslaughter? You literally set somebody up to die. I mean, I don't know, because, you know- the, I would the, love the, to talk to somebody about that, because- the, the Republican Party is very committed to saying that employers are in no way responsible for the health of their employees during COVID, right? So this is, and by the way, I mean, that's off topic, but this is one of the issues around the Major League Baseball strike, or Major League Baseball politics right now, which is that the owners want them to go back and not guarantee their health. Which is of the ridiculous. Players, of the clubhouse people, of the trainers, of anybody. Which is some weird form of I don't know. Can you make the connection to like some weird form of like modern day slavery, where you're like, go do this and like well, make us slavery, money? But it is it is modern day employment policy in the United States. I guess, States, which, yeah. Which I don't is, know. That which was just a deregulate, reach. deregulate, deregulate, so that the employers, you know, the workers, you know, and no matter how many millions of dollars you're making, if you get COVID, it's pretty rough, right? So we don't want that, and nobody wants that. Um, where does he but, flail though? Now, like my whole question is, this was an epic failure. This is the, all he has left. The big danger for Trump, the big danger for Trump is that if it is A, clear that he is going to lose, and B, clear that if his attempts to stay in office aren't going to work, then Republicans now are going to begin to pivot, not to what do we do to keep this authority. Pivot, they're going to jump up. fucking ship. Right, to how do I save my own skin, right? Now, we haven't seen that yet, but it is significant that Republican primary, their primaries are over. The biggest threat Trump has is I can get you in a primary. Those primaries are winding down. Now, of course, if Trump, but what's Trump going to do in some Senate and some state campaign for the Democrat? Of course not, right? So he's losing leverage. And, you know, there is, there is this tendency in campaigns to always say, oh, it's early, it's early, it's early. We get so used to saying that they don't realize when it's not early anymore. And we are now about fewer than five months away from the election. It it's seems like a fucking early. eternity, though. It's, it feels feel like an eternity. It is not that early. And for Trump to, you know, to pick up 10 points in the polls in five months, will be, it's not impossible, but it will be difficult. And it's made more difficult by the fact that what we now people are reckoning with is that this is not a very good politician. This is a guy. It's not a very good not, human fucking being. No, he's a terrible human fucking being. But I mean, there's this, for a long time, there was this sense 
in the media that he ran this great campaign. They did it so smart. It's becoming more and more clear that they just got lucky. You know, they everything, you know, if you look at a campaign as a series of, you know, contingencies, this has to happen, that has to happen, you know, and he needed 10 things to go just the right way in the last 48 hours of the election, and it did. But it doesn't mean he ran a great campaign, right, against a very flawed Democratic candidate. And this year... With outside help from a foreign government. With outside help. Now, he will have outside help again. Well, now he's got China. Well, now that Bolton, I mean, all this shit's coming out about how he's stabbing American workers in the back. You know, he is... The smart thing for the Republican... The smart thing for the Republican Party to do in 2016 would have been to go to Hillary Clinton and say, listen, this is a real threat to the Republic. We don't want this guy being president. We will help you. We will support you. But we want some things from you. And, and they could have done that. And that's all that backroom negotiating. Right. And they could have done that around foreign policy. I mean, the example I give is that John McCain, the late uh, senator from Arizona, who was universally lauded despite his efforts, for example, to stop Martin Luther King's birthday from being a national holiday. I mean, he's not such a great progressive. Um, yeah. but, but, but John McCain, you know, once Trump was elected, sought to be this kind of principled opponent to Trump. I don't mean to speak ill of the man who's dead, but I give it as an example. I always thought that what McCain should have done is gone to Hillary, and I said this at the time, is gone to Hillary Clinton and said, listen, this guy's a lunatic. He's a threat to the republic. If I support you, it'll make a difference. Make me your defense secretary. Right? He knew, you know, he was an older man. John McCain is universally respected and beloved um, by people in the service, in the military, because of his record. I mean, he was a, he was a legitimate, despite what Donald Trump says, war hero. Right. And, and like people like him on both sides of the aisle and on foreign policy not that different from Hillary Clinton right right so if they had done that in 2016 the country would be better off but in the longer term the Republican Party would have been better off they wouldn't have taken these huge losses in 2018 they'd still probably control the Senate you know they but but they couldn't do that and now there's another bite at that apple what what what, what I understand is this I mean you know I believe I mean I'm a big I'm 120 percent with Biden right now but as, as and let's be clear again, you are either voting and supporting Joe Biden or you are a MAGA person. There is no middle ground, right? You can be on one of two sides. Right. Specifically, you can be with Biden, and if you're not with Biden, if you're saying, well, you know, he's a little too, I don't like what he, I, I don't like a lot of things Biden did either. But if you are not supporting him, you are supporting Donald Trump, full stop, okay? However, Joe Biden is a, by temperament, a moderate, careful person. Right, he is no radical. Now, the Democratic Party in Congress is going to push him to the left on legislation. I think that's great. Right. But Joe Biden is not going to usher in the socialist revolution, even if you want the socialist revolution. Right. <laughs> Joe Biden is not ushering it in. Right. So what I don't, what, what puzzles me is that smart Republicans should realize, for goodness sake, we can live with Joe Biden. Right. Right. Everyone likes Joe. We Biden. can't so live with like, Trump. Trump will literally right, kill we us all. Not live with Trump. Right. So let's. So let's. Let's just end this thing. Let's let's walk away from Trump. Do you think anybody leave. has the balls to actually stand up and be the first person to do that? I don't, but I tell you something else. On January twenty second, twenty twenty one, if things go as they might, and Biden is president, and he's carried three hundred eighty electoral votes, and there are fifty three Democratic senators, and they are investigating every single one of those guys, or not every single one, but a lot of those guys for their and women for complicity in the efforts to make to, to move an American authoritarian. Uh, direction and the criminality and the corruption they're going to wish they had right this is the time this is the time to isolate trump 
Right. Good, good choice of words, given the, the health crisis. Correct. But and given the fact it, that he is hiding in a bunker behind the baby gate. Right. Right. He is politically toxic right now. He's not Ronald Reagan, you know, Teflon Reagan and all of that. Trump is the opposite. Everything he touches turned to shit. Even Dies. in the case of people like John Bolton, who frankly start out like shit. Right. So so what you saw yesterday, if I'm if I'm Trump's inner circle, if I'm Ivanka or God forbid, Jared or someone like that, I'm terrified <laughs> because what I'm seeing is that no one has any incentive to support us anymore. As long as Trump could command the big rallies, as long as he, the cult was robust. But what Trump has to do now is he's got to go double or nothing on another rally because he's got to prove pretty quickly that he still can have some power. And the problem is if you go double or nothing, a lot of times you come up with nothing. Well, supposedly he's going to the wall. He's going to make – because when the rallies fail, he tries to win them at the wall. So the word is that he's going to the wall either Monday or Tuesday. I don't, I don't remember. But that was the tweet that immediately came out after these images of how badly – you know, the rally failed. And then the after rally, because that also was set up to create an absolute military shit show so that he could come out and say, see how I told you it wasn't going to be Seattle, New York, you know, any of these places where the, the Antifa run the streets and look at how great my military is and look at how strong we were. Yeah, you carried off like an older woman wearing an I Can't Breathe t-shirt who had a ticket and was peacefully sitting on the ground right, in a totally silent protest. Like, I mean... But, let's, but let's, let's just go back to this wall idea for a second. Yeah. Because it is, today's the first day, we recorded this on the first day of summer, it's the 21st of... Happy June. solstice. Happy solstice. Like, Donald Trump schwitzing alone at the wall is not going to move anybody. It's not going to excite anybody. Like, like he, if he physically goes to the wall, that's a terrible idea. You can't... He's got to find a way to assemble a crowd somewhere and show that he has strength. He has to find the rallies as the way he has strength. He doesn't have strength in the poll numbers. He doesn't have, you know, any excitement around his campaign. People dislike him. He can't point to no accomplishments. I just wonder if people go back. I mean, going back to the concert reference, like, there were concerts you went to and you were like, man, that sucked. I don't know if I'm going to go to the next one. Like, I wonder if these MAGA people can even formulate, like, that type of thought that they, no, like, I mean, wow, this really fucking sucked. I wasted time, money. I don't even think they think about getting sick because they I mean, don't so believe between, anything. Between but 1982 and 1989. You don't go back to the concert. <laughs> wait, hold on. Between 1982 and 1989, I probably went to 50 Grateful Dead shows, right? Wow, okay. And, I mean, I'm from California. I went to Santa Cruz, grew up in San Francisco. You know, and remember, they were playing all the time in, in where I was living. I knew people went to hundreds, right? Good friends. And, and if, you know, if, they, if you had a bad show, you'd be like, oh, they'll be good the next time, right? If you're part of... If it's, you know, it's like if you're part of the cult and the Grateful Dead weren't a cult in that sense. But yeah. so for these members, they're like, oh, you know, you know, they, they get a they get a buzz off just physically seeing him on stage. But the problem is if it's a smaller group of people. Right. right? I mean, I mean, an example here, you know, might be a Louis Farrakhan, right? Who's another kind of hate monger who Oof. who has his supporters, but he doesn't have a big mass base. Right. So he can always fill a crowd, but he, you know, Louis Farrakhan could not fill a ballpark. Right. Right? Thank God. Just like Donald Trump can no longer fill a ballpark, it looks like, right? Last night, that wasn't a ballpark. That was a basketball arena, which is smaller than a ballpark, and he couldn't fill it. And, they, right? and the promotions and the, what they were saying and how they hyped it over a million people had right. tickets and all. And there was supposed to be, word was, which I didn't know, was it was supposed to be more of like an outdoor 
festival. Like there were supposedly like musical right. acts. There were you know other right. speakers. Like that where there- you can buy like the avocado and, and, and sprout sandwiches and, and you know drugs and, and tie dye t shirts, right? Yeah. Except the Donald Trump equivalent, which is like swastika tattoos and and uh, Confederate flags and and have and have the uh, pen, and, and have people cough on you or something. You know, I don't know. And Confederate flags. I mean, right? I mean, so so. I think it's done. I think it's just, I think that was the turning point where no one gives a fuck. Like, nobody even, the shit on Twitter was just, it was a joke. It was literally, people were like, uh, my follow-up album to my first album that bombed sold more than Trump's rally. It was literally everybody, I was like, my spin classes sold out more than Trump's rally. Like it it was. the The thing to do would be to see what, you know, Fox coverage is of this in the next 48 hours, right? I to can't even bring what, myself I mean, to turn that channel on. I don't think, I'm not either, I don't think any Republican politicians are going to talk about this rally. You know, and... and They are talking they, about the greatest president ever because he lifted a glass of water with one hand. Why is impressive. And then he threw, and then he proceeded to, like, throw the glass, still half full of water, like, off to the side. Like, A, not giving a shit... If it crashed, broke into a million pieces and, like, flew in someone's eyes. Or the fact that it's, like, such a disgusting white trash privilege move. Like, somebody else now has to clean that up after him. Because... I, it is, it is, you know, he is... He's so disgusting. I mean, I think it is getting harder and harder to, to like, defend him on the grounds that he's a functioning human being. And more and more of the American people are seeing through that. I mean, the data here is that well over 50% in virtually every poll disapprove of the job he's doing as president. In most polls, Biden is leading by somewhere between five and 12 points, right? That's kind of, that's a big range, but it's still, if the best you're doing is down five, you're in trouble. I think it's right? going to become voter suppression now and voter fraud. Gonna, like they're, they're going to close shit down. down. Right. right. I mean, when you cannot win in a democratic system, you try to make the system not democratic. And that's what they're up against here. That's what we're up against here. And they, but... You know, the problem with that is that is that and you see this all over the world, the problem that authoritarian leaders have is that if they if the mid level bureaucrats realize that the authoritarian leader is going to lose, then they don't do the voter support the voter fraud because they know that the new people right. are gonna come in anyway, right? So, you know, if if you are it's a different here because everything is more partisan here. It's not bureaucrats, it's partisan, you know, elected it's elected Republican secretaries of state and Republican legislatures, but at some point, right, like like if you're a Republican, why would you? The hill you're going to die on is is keeping Donald Trump in office. I mean, if you're a cult member, yes, but I think the cult members make up, you know, probably sixty percent of the Republican Party, but not all of the Republican Party, and not all the Republican leadership at all. There are a few people, you know, if you're if you're Josh Hawley, somebody's got to bail. Somebody has got to bail from that from that party and just be the one. Somebody's got to. Well, you know, Mitt Romney has ish more or less. No one cares. No one I, mean, cares. I, I think what you've got to have, it's not that people have to like denounce him. It's that people have to stop. If you don't have to proactively break with him, right? I denounce Trump. You just have to stop covering for him. Right. That would be a start. You just have to distance yourself that way. You know, just like I'm not. You know, and that would and that would begin to turn the tables. Maybe it's going to be interesting to see this play out. I mean, this is. Now, for me, this is like, this becomes interesting to see how they try to spin the horrendousness of what well, yesterday if was. I'm, if I'm advising the Trump campaign, which I'm not, but if I were, what I would say is Trump's going to want to do another rally. Where Stop. do you do it? In like a basement of a church? No, like, do not allow him to do another rally. And basically, just let 
make a campaign that is separate from Donald Trump and urge Donald Trump, if you can, to just not, because he's hurting his own campaign. Now, now the other piece of news yesterday is that in May, the Democrats outraised Trump, right? Right. And that's a very, that's an indicator that the, the money that should be flowing into any incumbent Republican president is not there anymore. And so without money, you have no ads. Well, he, he, he doesn't have, he needs to outspend him to win. Trump needs to outspend Biden. And, and Republican in what way? In, in, in ads and stuff? In like ads. what? Ads, hiring staff, putting organizers in the field, all that stuff costs money, right? Social media ads, you know, polling, oh, polling, true. focus groups, everything costs money. Um, but most of this television or, or similar type ads, you know, computer ads, all that stuff. But it's one, he, because he's behind, you've got to outspend to win. And two, a Republican incumbent who isn't, I mean, Republican incumbents who can't raise money. Like, it's so easy. You're, you're the Republican incumbent. You're the party. Business loves you. And, and if you can't raise money, it's because smart Republicans are thinking, well, we may not win, and I can live with the other guy. And it also means that there's that, that regard, you know, there's this narrative that has emerged about Joe Biden, that he's not really doing a campaign, but he's, look, Joe Biden is not a great politician in the sense of going out there making speeches, right? He's... He's doing the right thing here. He keeps his numbers keep going up and he keeps raising money. He's not doing perhaps what every pundit would like, but what he's doing is working. Right. So. All right. If you say so, I'm okay with that. All right. Let's see. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Flavor-Aid. It was Flavor-Aid. It was Flavor-Aid. Yeah, that was another. All right. I'm a Kool-Aid kid. What can I say? Yeah. All right, Linky. We'll keep an eye on it. All right. Stay safe. All right. Bye. All right, and by keeping an eye on it, I mean in the Twitterverse, not on the TV. Sometimes you need to disconnect. I highly recommend taking mental health breaks <laughs> from all of this insanity. Uh, you can join us for a mental health break every night at 8 o'clock. The Doodleheads Live Corona DJ Jam fam uh, on the Instagram at Doodleheads. You can follow me in the Twitterverse, at Small Pencil Club. Listen, go follow Lincoln. He does his Mitchell Minute every day. He drops little dimes of knowledge, minutes worth, 60 seconds worth of interesting factoids and tidbits for your brain. Uh, So he's at Lincoln A. Mitchell on the Instagram, Lincoln Mitchell on the Twitter, or it's the other way around. I keep forgetting. Somewhere it's Lincoln A. Mitchell. Somewhere it's Lincoln Mitchell. But he's also at LincolnMitchell.com. Go check out his website. Uh, let him know what you think. You can leave him some comments under his Instagram posts. Uh, you will always learn something. And uh, like you do in these rants. I mean, obviously, this is they're educationally based. Can you tell? Um, but that's where we're at. We are monitoring the epic failure and the flailing of the Trump debacle as he goes down the tubes, hopefully, for good. Because honestly, when you literally admit at your Klan rally that you requested testing for a global pandemic to be stopped or slowed down, I am not a lawyer. I am not. But that is a... You are killing people, bro. That is a crime against humanity. I, that that they just need to play that soundbite at the Hague, and that's a wrap. That would be all I would do if I was a lawyer. I would call up the Hague and I'd be like, "Hey, here's this video clip. Put this on the TV. Sit this guy in the chair. He literally admitted that he requested testing 
for a fatal virus to be slowed down. And there was a there was actually a guy, I don't know if he was a mayor from New Jersey, he was somewhere from South Jersey, who tweeted, hey, now I know why when I reached out to FEMA to request more testing sites be set up, I didn't get them. I mean, you. there are no words. There are no words. There are no, the dude, that, I mean, are you not killing people? Are, are you literally not responsible? And it's not even involuntary manslaughter. It can't be. Somebody tell me. That is, that, that is meaningful. I don't, that is just manslaughter. That is just straight up, I am, pro, I am refusing to provide you these services during a global pandemic. You may die. You could get a disease and die because you cannot be tested. The guy has literally admitted that on television in, in, in front of the world that he, it, it was his decision. I said, slow down the testing. Slow down the testing. So what does that mean? Like, if we slow, women, if we slow down the pregnancy testing, that means that we no lo- we're no longer going to get pregnant? Stop pregnancy testing. No one, there will be no more pregnancies. <laughs> it's that fucking stupid. All right, see, there I go again. And Lincoln will yell at me for, for veering off. I don't think it's off topic, but, but basically that's the point. The guy is literally committing daily crimes against humanity, has 120,000 American deaths on his hands. The Plantation White House, everyone that works in the Plantation White House, every GOP person that remains silently complicit in this life and death clusterfuck of a shit show has blood all over their hands and this these are not bloody deaths but this is de- they have the death all over their hands these are not, uh, uh, these are not mass shootings where you can actually see the carnage physically laying out in front of you which is prob- which is could possibly be the problem because i think if more people saw all of those horrendous images of, of freezer trucks being backed up to hospitals as morgues or people digging pits in parks to bury bodies because they don't have enough room in funeral homes. All of those horrendously ghastly images are what scared, are what scared the bejesus out of people to, to stay home and to put on a mask. And when you don't see that anymore, and it, become, it, it falls out of your mind. But when you see these horrendous images of mass shootings and arsons and burning down churches and cru- like all of these swastikas and pink triangles and all of these images that you can literally see, it, it stains your brain and it burns your eyeballs as it should. And then you're like, holy shit, this is bad. People can't maybe fathom what 120,000 dead bodies like stacked up on top of one another look like, but maybe they should. Maybe someone needs to make that graphic. Maybe somebody needs to keep those pictures on the TV, in front of people's faces, put them on on billboards, have them on Twitter, have them on Facebook, have them on Instagram where people scroll and see that. Because I think the problem is, and I'm no expert, but in my opinion, the problem is that we're not seeing that anymore. We're not seeing the deaths. What we're seeing is people on boardwalks without masks and people in crowds without masks and people in protests without masks, but we're not seeing the death and the dying and and the people on being intubated and the people recovering and the people that now have kidney failure, lung problems, um, blood issues, all of these conditions that, that you could be afflicted with after you quote unquote recover from this virus. Those need to be the stories people need to be seeing because you don't just recover and go home. Some people do. 
Some some people have to have lung transplants. A 19-year-old girl needed a lung transplant to survive. And you know what the problem is? This this is a horrible problem to have, but not a, not as many people are driving. So there's not as many car accidents. So there's not as many organs available for transplant. How fucked up is that? There are not enough people dying from regular deaths or tragedies or accidents to provide organs for people that are on organ donor lists. You don't hear, these are the things that are not front and center in the news because obviously, as they should, all of these protests and Black Lives Matter and, and, and all of the social justice situation is, is primarily what is driving the news cycle, as it should, because there's still no justice for Breonna Taylor. Those cops still haven't been arrested. The FBI is just looking into the case. A hundred days after this woman was shot in her own home for absolutely no fucking reason because they knocked on the wrong motherfucking door. The cop was fired? No, arrest the motherfucker. But this is the, these are the problems. But, but the biggest problem is the fuck stick in the plantation White House, who's now going to be desperate and flailing for attention because if he felt bad before he had this Tulsa rally, woo! Bro's got to be feeling some kind of awful today. So I'm going to end it. I'm going to get on Twitter because I know somebody's going to be rage tweeting for this dude while he stands on the omelet line somewhere. And I couldn't be happier for it. And let all those people leave Tulsa and leave those people alone and go back to wherever it was they're from and hopefully quarantine themselves or just make each other sicker and maybe Darwin had his field day that he needed to. And that'll be the end of that. But until the next time, Yo, wash your hands, wear your motherfucking mask, check on your people, be a good human. Black Lives Matter, support black-owned businesses, support local artists, support small business. Phone bank for people, get involved. Don't forget your absentee, va- your, your absentee ballot. Everybody's got to vote. That is the one chance that we have. That is the one way we are going to make a change. We are we are going to vote and we are going to make ma- we are going to we are going to slowly begin to fix this shit. It is going to be a slog, but we are we are slog worthy and we are going to slog it out. All right, I'm going to I'm going to let it go at that. Uh, see you at the jam, fam, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. with the Left Coast peeps, Shy Town, show up, the Dominicana, show up. All the peeps roll through. Michigan, show up. Everybody got to bake up up the pastry plate. He's been sleeping. He's been baking so much. So at least at least somebody's got to be making dessert because it sure ain't me. All right, come hang with the Jam Fam. And until the next time, thanks for listening. Stay safe. Be smart. Hi. Peace and hair grease. <laughs> <laughs>